0: welcome to episode 70 of paranormal dads i'm your co-host pat
1: i'm eddie and i'm andy
0: join us as we go in search of the world's monsters myths and mysteries right here on paranormal dads Everybody.
2: I'm doing all right. I've been busy. We are B- back. Z up with in a, my universe. With
0: a capital Z. Yeah,
2: and a B. And a B. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, doing well. Uh just trying to kind of keep up with everything and do things. And it's uh in the realm of the paranormal, things here where we live have been kinda calm. No no dogman sightings recently or anything like that. At least nothing on the on
1: the, that's made the news that's what they want you to believe <laughs> although i did have uh something kind of weird happen i did have a sighting in my backyard yesterday it was not a dog man but it was a fox oh really yeah i look back there and i've been you know i have a, a feral cat feral cats uh think my backyard is the cool spot to hang out i got sure. a cat you, you name a type of cat i got orange cats white cats black cats tabby cats they're just making babies back there, Eddie. They're just making babies. Your backyard's and- the place to be,
0: dude. Well, it's, it's, it's that like- time of the year, you know. The mallard ducks return to my my yard this week. We have a pair that come back every year, and they hang out in our yard. And uh, last year they lay, I think they laid an egg in my neighbor's yard. Huh. Uh didn't see any ducklings out of there, Aww. but uh, yeah, they're back. You're back spring, so has spring sprung. is coming
1: and they're still together. Their relationship's strong, just like it was last year. Yeah,
0: yeah. We uh, we've actually named them, uh, Dolores and Drake are. Oh, our, Dolores <laughs> and
1: Drake. <laughs> nice. He sounds a little younger than her. Yeah, Dolores sounds like an older, <laughs> an older uh,
0: young. They, but uh, yeah, they're beautiful mallard ducks. They hang out right outside by my bird feeder, so we can sit there and the cats sit there and watch them. And our youngest cat just saw them for the first time. Uh, this year and he was uh, very intrigued by (laughs) the show they put on so yeah it's very cool
1: well these these cats in my backyard I I set out food for them which maybe is controversial but you know the weather's been cold and there's been days you know just a few weeks ago it's like arctic conditions freezing cold and I just kind of felt bad like I didn't want them to be cold and and without food so I just set a huge dish of cat food out there in the back you know back by the fence where they keep jumping over and lo and behold, yeah, fox. Fox thought he smelled something good. Nice. So I got actually a video of the fox, you know, prancing around. He took a nap in the mulch, had some cat food, jumped ah. the fence, and met, went on his merry way. Called it a day. Yeah, man. Don't leave too much of a pile of
2: food out there, because then you look outside and you'll see me there eating out of the dish. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Hoping it can lure in a dog man
1: eventually. Ooh. You know, what do dog men eat though? Well. Probably cats, <laughs> it's a circle of life. You lure in the cats with the cat food, and then the dog man eats the cats, and then Bigfoot comes and eats the dog That's man. That's Andy's trick. He's trying to lure in dog man with a
2: bunch of cats in his backyard. <laughs> I got a, I got a feeling when your neighbors were like, our Andy's backyard smells like a litter box.
0: <laughs> As Qui-Gon Jinn said, there's always a bigger fish
1: oh
2: with the star wars coming in
1: hot speaking of recent sightings pat is on the recent sighting segment and that's coming up next and he has something a little bit more intriguing than just a fox right pat
0: we're going out to illinois and there is another big sighting of a big fella
1: all right here we go awesome
0: So Chandlerville, Illinois was recently a spot where a, a guy driving his car along in Illinois Route 78 spotted a Bigfoot. Oh. So Patrick Garver was driving along. Uh, this was just last November. A few months ago, yeah, you know, he just got done eating his turkey, and uh, he was driving down the stretch of road, and about 10.30 p.m., he saw um, what he described was a large animal that jumped up onto the road about 40 yards ahead of him Uh, and he said when he hit the road he could see it was very large and its legs spread wide in a dead run with with large swinging hairy arms uh, close to the ground as his body was leaning forward. And it went across that road in, like, two jumps, which oh. is a pretty typical yeah, description big foot of a gate. Bigfoot crossing,
1: yeah. Those are some low-swinging arms, too. Right? Yeah. Makes yeah. me wonder if he was, like, leaning forward, you yeah. know, kind of like ambling forward, if you will.
2: Straight-up knuckle-dragger. Yeah.
1: So he, he he
0: did what any good citizen should do. He went to the BFRO.
2: Oh, good. beat <laughs> P- his pants and then <laughs> checked out the BFRO. <laughs>
1: They just have clean underwear on on hand at the Bigfoot Field Research Organization. Here's your clean underwear. What did you see?
2: (laughs) Standard operating procedure. They're like, here's your clean undies. What did you see?
1: So uh, he went and
0: he uh, gave his story. Matt Moneymaker from Finding Bigfoot actually weighed in on this one. Um, He said it was the first sighting uh, report that the BFRO recalled from Cass County. Hmm. There in Illinois, the first one. In 1991, there were some unexplained tracks that were found near Chandlerville. um, And then neighboring Sagamon County has generated 13 reports since 1976. And the most recent there was uh, September of 2017 near the town of Rochester. So moneymaker said this is a very reliable sighting he spoke with the the witness extensively um and he he was not particularly interested in the bigfoot subject but he recognized what he was seeing going across the road huh so that's always i mean kind of good when you've got a witness who is not really into the whole bigfoot myth and yeah. you know somebody who's a you know a a reverend follower of Mr. Sasquatch you know?
2: it's tough right because even for us I mean this is where it's like we're enthusiasts obviously we have yeah. a show <laughs>
0: and so if we come out and say hey I saw a Bigfoot yeah, people are going to run right out of the gate which yeah.
2: I would argue it's even more reason for us to be more uh, uh, incredulous about what we're doing it's more, but I get it we're already like, we're like man you yeah. she goes everywhere you go yeah.
1: true <laughs> but, you know getting up there into the Illinois area you're getting closer to Ohio and Michigan yep yeah. And those those places are, you know, top five, top ten states for Bigfoot sightings. So, you know, not too far off the beaten path. You know, and also, you know, Illinois, notorious for Thunderbird sightings mm-hmm. and Mothman sightings. Yep. So there's some weird stuff going on there in certain parts of rural Illinois.
0: Well, even urban Illinois, you know, Chicago has plenty of Mothman sightings.
1: Yeah. And actually, uh, yeah, speaking of urban, there was actually a, a Dogman uh, encounter in suburbs of Detroit, I mean, like almost in the city, like this yeah. lady reported dogman sightings. So right up in that territory, you know, you got a lot of weird stuff going on, a lot of Sasquatch sightings. And, and the BFRO that we're mentioning, it's it's a uh, sh- short acronym. Is that the right word? Yeah, yep. It's an acronym for the Bigfoot Field Research Organization. So if you go to their website, their official website, which I was on just yesterday hmm. checking out sightings in Colorado, it's really cool because not only – Is there, like, a map of, like, you can break it down by state, you can break it down by county within the state, Mm -hmm. and each sighting that was officially reported to the BFRO, you can click on it, and you could read the eyewitness testimony and what the official investigator uh, who met with the person, and they did, like, a little follow-up saying, okay, this person seemed credible... They were coherent. So there's. if you get on there, you can read thoroughly about what yeah. happened in each sighting. They have it broken down like class A, class B, class C yep. right. type sightings as far as the intensity of what happened.
0: Yeah, the class A's are the, the very good sightings. The class B, maybe not so much. The class C is oh, you got it's You a got, little got Billy Bob from...
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've done seen it. My neighbor saw a man who saw another guy who witnessed <laughs> this, this from my cousin who saw from a... A scratched-up Journey CD looking over as he's shaving himself in the woods. He saw Bigfoot. <laughs> like, that might be it's a, a class. class Z second. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a Class Z.
0: But apparently, of the 301 reports of sightings of Bigfoot, of related phenomena in Illinois, Madison County leads the way with 24 if you know where Madison County, County Illinois, is,
1: hmm. we're number one. We're number one. Go, go. <laughs> and the we're latest
0: uh, sighting there was uh, August of 2017, when a motorist reported seeing a creature crossing a road near Troy, Illinois. So
2: we're back to the problem, right? Where usually they're driving. Um or it's just one of those things that you're don't you do not you do not have your phone, your phone's not out constantly and that's always my pushback to people who are like man, hold their phone up and wiggle it like they're all there's a camera on this thing, if people saw this by the time especially if you're driving, by the way. Yeah But you're if not, you're oh hold on, wait, let me unlock my phone. Uh let me open the app. Uh yeah. oh no, not not Instagram, my phone. my my camera. <laughs> oh no. Oh, and by I then, missed
0: it. Bigfoot who was forty forty yards away from you and you're going fifty miles an hour. Yeah. And yeah. He crosses the road in two steps. Yeah. Not a very good chance you're going to get a good no. shot of him.
1: That's why we need dash cams. You keep, you keep yeah. your dash cam rolling, see dash what you cams see. Rolling, folks. Dash
2: cams, chest cams, <laughs> baseball cap cams.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, here next week I'm actually headed to uh near Breckenridge, Colorado. Oh, yeah. for a four day little trip with uh, my sister and our good friend Anna. We're going to be out there in the middle of nowhere. In Park County, Colorado, which Park County alone has had more than a dozen sightings. Well, how fun. Uh, so in and around the little pocket we're going to be at. So I hope, guys, I hope nice. a couple episodes down the road, uh, maybe I could be on a recent sighting that I done seen something. Nice. Cool. Where are you going I'm going to keep my camera rolling the whole time. Um, don't even stop. We're going to a place uh, called Fair Play, Colorado. It's near Breckenridge. And we basically have a cabin that's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, kind of at the base of a mountain. Oh, nice. It's wow. Sweet. So... I'm bringing my bear, my bear spray. I'm bringing my my dog man pee. I'm bringing a taser. I'm bringing trail cams, night vision. Oh
2: my gosh! How fun is this?
1: Yeah. When is this happening? Uh, we're leaving April fourth. Oh my
2: yeah. goodness gracious! Nice. Yep. Spring break around these parts. If your kid goes to a certain <laughs>
1: school district, that's where I'll be. So <laughs> college kids. I'm going to Florida. Woo! I'm it's going. Like, to look for I'm having boy. a midlife crisis. I'm going to Colorado. to Look for a sasquatch. That sounds fair. Yeah.
0: All right, well, that's it for recent sightings, but up next, Eddie is with us with Pop Culture and the Paranormal. Get your breakfast cereal out,
2: kids. We're going to be talking about cartoons.
1: It's time for Pop Culture and the Paranormal.
2: welcome friends and listeners first of all thank you all for listening to this podcast we put our hearts and souls into this thing we put our our big and our ghosts into this thing and uh, we thank you for listening to it that being said sit back get your bowl of cheerios get your bowl of lucky charms or frosted flakes pat favorite cereal hit me
0: Pats, frosted is, frosted mini-wheats? Isn't Pats, that boring? It's old and boring. He's getting his fiber, though. <laughs> He's getting his fiber, and
2: it's got frosting.
1: I'm going to go with boiber. Lucky Charms or Cocoa Puffs, Eddie. That's what you're doing. <clears throat> That's what I'm doing.
2: Coming in strong with the Fruity Pebs. So we, we got cartoons, huh? Yes, we are doing cartoons. And we've done this before. We've talked about paranormal theme cartoons, but the ones that we did, we were kind of reaching back to our childhoods. Right. We're going into that kind of thing. You know, the... the um,
0: the Scooby-Doo's. Scooby-Doo's, Space Ghost.
2: Exactly. Those those types Ghostbusters. of Ghostbusters. Exactly. Those are the ones that we grew up with. I thought how much more fun to give you guys a, a like a list of cartoons that were like current or modern or more modern that you could watch with your children now. So I made a short list. Yeah. And then we're going to go down that list. I'm going to give you a brief description on what they are, and then we'll just go from there. So we're okay. starting strong with the first of this newer, newer, uh, paranormal themed cartoons called The Secret Saturdays. Ah. And I like how that sounds right out of the gate. I was like, ooh, the Secret Saturdays. Like, that's a good that's a good name. Um, and it's a paranormal cartoon that features a family of paranormal investigators, uh, a dad, a mom, and a son. And they have, like, some, like, weird pets that are all paranormal-themed. <laughs> they have, like, this weird... <laughs> they have a ghost, or... They have, like, this weird lizard that can turn invisible. Okay. And they have another... And I think each, all of these creatures in the show are based off of myths around the world. Right. And they have what I can only describe as like an, a cross between a mothman and a sasquatch. <laughs> as like this, this creature that runs along with them and keeps oh, their no. son safe.
1: Mothsquatch. <laughs> Mothsquatch, <laughs> Moth-squatch. <laughs>
2: exactly. Sass moth. Um. And so they go on all these adventures looking for cryptids. And in the beginning of the intro of the cartoon, they even say like, my family looks for cryptids. Cryptids are animals that people don't believe exist. And it was or like creatures that and he like is a quick <laughs> description. And it shows him like, you know, jumping over a chasm chasing after uh you know a chupacabra, you know. Right. And so the whole I the whole point of the show is that they go on these adventures, and of course they have these like this evil corporation trying to stop them and catch the <laughs> cryptids and <laughs> squeeze them to make their bigfoot juice, you know. Right. Like, they don't want that. So uh there's that one, the Secret Saturdays. I gotta check Where can that you one find out?
1: this? Where can you watch it?
2: So Secret Saturdays apparently didn't last very long. And I don't yeah. know why. And a lot of people that I read this on said that Secret Saturdays was almost ahead of its time yeah. because they're like now, like like we said, like History Channel is like forget history. We're talking about aliens and Bigfoot, and so there's a big giant explosion of paranormal like you know um, interest. Right. And this show came out maybe about ten years ago, okay. so they were like eh, a, little, a little, bit little too early, soon. yeah. And yeah. so uh, it. it kind of showed at the same time of a cartoon called Ben 10 if anyone has uh, children they can think back to that the name's
0: familiar to that one
2: that one featured a kid that had like an alien device again a little bit of a paranormal slant he had an alien like, like a watch and he could like punch it and it would like change him into a different alien and the watch had like all these different like alien types in it and it would like morph his body into a different alien Oh. giving him the powers of that alien. Hey, watch that one, too, if you want. But uh, The Secret Saturdays only has five episodes. Oh, oh wow. And So it's a short timer. Short timer. But sometimes those short ones are kind of fun.
0: Yeah, uh, sometimes those are the best, yeah, actually.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next one uh, was a two-season-long cartoon. It's actually available to any of you right now who have Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's called Gravity Falls. Yes, yes I've yeah. heard of it. Love
1: Gravity Falls.
2: It's a very fun one. Uh, it's uh, twins, Dipper and Mabel, are sent to spend the summer with their great uncle or grunkle, Stan, <laughs> and help him in his tacky gift shop. Uh, of, and it's called of paranormal oddities uh, in the mysterious town of Gravity Falls, Oregon and it's a great show uh, like Andy just, did you watch the whole
1: series I've watched bits and pieces of different episodes don't you have a, a hat that looks like Dipper's hat I do I have yeah. a baseball
2: cap that is an exact duplicate of Dippers uh, hat it's a great hat
1: and there's some they <laughs> kind of sneak in some kind of almost adultish humor like it's really witty it's, it's well done yeah it's,
2: it's wickedly balanced if anybody's familiar with like Pixar or any of those movies with Disney they sneak a lot of adult kind of not you know inappropriately but you right. get you get the idea yeah. and they do a lot of that with gravity falls um and uh everything from uh, one of the great they in a lot of episodes they'll make up their own creatures and in some they'll use existing myths like garden gnomes and goblins and sasquatches stuff like that uh in fact in the beginning credits they, they the, the show is chocked full of easter eggs so you uh, at the end of each episode, there's like a little code you have to write down real quick. And if you go online, you can decode the code, and it oh, gives you a secret wow. message after every episode. It's a genius. <laughs> it's a genius move. And then in the beginning of the episode, if you pause it at the right exact time, you can see Bigfoot. There's a Bigfoot that literally streaks across the screen, and, <laughs> and you can actually see it watching it normal. You can see a blip. You're like, oh, what, what was that? Something went across the screen. And if you pause it at the right time, you can catch Bigfoot run, running across the screen
0: <laughs> of the cartoon. Kind of reminds me of the Christmas, uh, Christmas story. No, Christmas story. Yeah, Christmas story movie where where they'd listen little listen to Little Orphan Annie. Yep, and during the commercial they would give him. They had their decoder pin and decoder they had the a like, secret code they had to figure out. <laughs> and he's after like, the drink, show. Your and drink your oval tea. Drink your oval tea. It's a stupid commercial.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is not a commercial. In fact, in a lot of ways, uh, the secret code is a reference to the next episode no. or to something that's coming up in another plot story in the, the storyline. Uh, but that's Gravity Falls. Very fun. And that's available to you now. Oh, Secret Saturdays, by the way, uh, five episodes. You can find them on Amazon. You can purchase them digitally Or there, I think there's a DVD out there That has all five episodes on one disc So huh. you, you can find that And I think they're on YouTube as well But there might be like an illegal I'm sure he copy might. of it <laughs> um, Turn him a page in my notebook Andy makes fun of me for all the time Field Journal Eddie <laughs> Yeah um, The next one is a little older uh, It was around when my kids were little It was called Danny Phantom Do you guys remember Danny Phantom? I don't um, It's not
0: one we watched I don't think
2: Uh, Danny Phantom is a story of Danny who is caught in a portal created by his paranormal scientist parents And Danny's DNA becomes infused with ectoplasm (laughs) And gives him the ability to turn into a ghost at will Who are these parents? Right? You know, turning their kids into (laughs) Spider-Man Someone called Child Protective Services (laughs) You don't get to do that to your kid um, but he turns into, he can turn into a ghost at, uh, at will and then he can basically use his ghostly powers to uh, push bad spirits back into the spirit realm so with that portal being open that, that gave him his powers it also led a whole bunch of bad ghosts into the world and they're around flipping tables and causing some tomfoolery taking Darwin's legs it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not any fun and so um, uh, Danny goes in and he fights off the bad guys that was on Nickelodeon for a good long clip. I don't know okay. how long, but I want to say about three seasons maybe of that one, maybe four. And you can find that as well on Amazon
1: Prime. You can look that up.
0: Darwin is Andy's cat, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dar- Darwin
1: is on my lap currently. He is stuck to me like Velcro, and he's my uh, paranormal sidekick.
2: Yeah, he loves it.
1: And, and coincidentally, he turns into a monster if you give him his lunch a minute late. Yeah. He likes yeah. his food. <laughs> yeah, keep him fed. Keep him, keep him snuggled, and he's a happy guy. But he does yeah. love his food. Yeah.
2: Oh man, cats.
1: Yeah, our cats.
0: Two, two of the three of our cats never miss a meal.
2: Yeah, yeah. Simon's the same way. I had to go to feeding him twice. I was, I was, I was feeding him like one big one in the mm-hmm. day, but then he would eat it all, and then he'd look at me at night like, "Hey, dude, where's my food?" And so I'm like, "I'm taking the same portion and splitting it in half." Cause yeah. I was kind of like. He kind of was able to self-regulate over a while. Anyway, cat talk. <laughs> was
1: cat. Hey, guys. Perhaps Welcome her. to the feline corner. Cat talk. <laughs> I have a cat
2: named Simon who's emotionally needy. <laughs> <laughs> Pat knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fourth and final cartoon in my list here is called Obituary. And a little bit darker in its humor. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a quick snippet. Um, the cartoon's opening, the first five seconds of this cartoon, it has the title character June Crocker. She has in her little shoebox her dead pet bunny. And it's not drawn overly, it's drawn very cartoony, very comic booky, so it's not hyper realistic. And it's just this bunny laying in a box. <laughs> it has little X's over its eyes, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Mom, Dad, Mr. Hoppy is dead, and they were like, "Yeah, honey, it's you know, you know, he's he had to leave the you know leave us." And she looks at them and she's like, "Will you die too?" And they're like, well, honey, we will. But that won't be for a long, 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 this giant satellite lands on both of her parents. (laughs) And she's telling them they won't die. And she's just sitting her eyes open, just like. (gasps) And so that's how the cartoon starts. Nice. Yeah. And so the premise of the cartoon, June Crocker is a girl raised by ghosts. After witnessing her parents being killed by a piece of space junk, June is able to see and communicate with ghosts. She tries to live in the world of the living and the spirit world and hilarity ensues
1: oh, uh, now are do her parents parent her from beyond the grave yes okay okay in
2: addition to other ghosts sure
1: yeah so they now that she can see her parents she can see
2: all these, all these other ghosts oh, and she lives in this like hotel she lives in this like apartment building where there's like this like desk bellhop kind of like concierge guy <laughs> the first episode she comes downstairs and the concierge guy is just talking to her but he's all twisted kind of yeah. funny and his yeah. eyes are off yeah. and she's like Yeah, I'm going to have a good day. And then a ghost leaves his body. It possessed him. (laughs) It was talking (laughs) through him to her. It's a very, like, it's a little darker comedy. I'd say maybe, maybe for a little bit older child, maybe like 10 or older. Um, but, uh, obituary is very, <laughs> kind of very sounds very like funny.
0: Beetlejuice meets the sixth sense or something. A little like
2: bit of that, that. <laughs> Beetlejuice, sixth sense, and maybe just something a little bit more like kitty in there built in, but it's, it's very funny. Uh, there's more than these four, but I didn't want to just make like a list of like 20. There's some more, uh, that are on Netflix and some other ones that are very like. Uh, there's actually one on, um, Amazon now called infinity train. And it features this girl that gets on this train that travels between all sorts of dimensions. And each train car is its own dimension. So it's just a really interesting series in that sense. But there's some, there's some viewing ideas for you and your children or whoever, you know, child in your life, nieces, nephews, grandchildren, uh, to sit back and watch a paranormal-themed, you know, more modern cartoon for you guys. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah.
1: All right, well, before we uh, present you the main mystery of the day, I just want to field a couple questions from social media on Facebook. A while back we asked people, uh, let's put Pat on the spot, and we had oh. people uh, ask Pat anything kind of segment. Hey, and, yo,
0: uh, I'm on the hot seat. You're why on the hot are you so seat, good Pat? looking? That's the first one. Yeah, why are you
1: so good? Why, why doesn't Pat ever age? That should be a question.
0: Oh, I'm aging. I'm starting to get the, the gray sideburns kind of <sighs> like uh... – What's Peter Parker's boss's J-
1: name? Uh, J- James Jameson. <laughs> James
2: Jameson. Give me pictures of Pat place <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Well, uh, Mary Mary Pleiss on here says... Oh, that's my sister. She's <laughs> sister. She says, uh, what's your favorite Bigfoot plot in a 1970s or 80s TV show? Oh, snap. Oh, and if you could get a Bigfoot episode of a current show, how would you want it to play out?
0: So... I think she's pitching me a softball here. Of course, it's going to be six million dollar man meets Bigfoot first first uh, first interaction he had with Bigfoot. <laughs> it was a double part episode, I believe, where Steve goes into the mountains of California and there's an earthquake and he runs into Bigfoot and a bunch of aliens. And, That's so crazy! And uh, oh, what was uh, Stephanie Powers played uh, Sh- Shala? I think her name was Shana Shala. I think her name was Shala. So she was like the leader of the aliens. Oh, nice. I had such a crush on her. That red hair. The (laughs) S-70s bodysuit. Oh, man. just
2: drifts off into (laughs) Neverland. (laughs) Pat, come back.
0: And there was Bigfoot, too.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who, who, I think, I don't know if it was that first episode or not. One of them was Andre the Giant. Yeah. Played. I thought it was both parts. Um, Part one and part two. Well, yeah, there was a part one and part two. And then there were At least two other meetings Steve Austin had in later episodes with Bigfoot and they changed the Bigfoot – Character, oh, Uh, it's it's still Bigfoot, but they were played by different actors. I see. So, well, yeah, I think the first one was Andre the Giant, though.
2: Wasn't the twist that the Bigfoot was actually a robot?
0: Yeah, he he was kind of like an and yeah, android robot Bigfoot. How high were they, (laughs) dude?
2: (laughs) Dude, the Bigfoot's a robot! Woo! (laughs) I need a nap.
0: So, if I had to put Bigfoot in a new what kind of twist would a new show with Bigfoot in it? Dramas are so weird anymore. You know, yeah, it, I it's, it's all, I, I'd, I'd have to, you know, they're all cop shows. They're medical shows, yeah. that type of thing. So I would say I'd like to see Bigfoot on Law and Order. Yeah! Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> so because you, you, New York is not far from like the. Adirondack Mountains. Dude, upstate New York is crazy. Yeah. It's
2: squatchy as the day is
0: long. Sure. So, you know, maybe maybe there's a murder out in the mountains that, uh, for whatever reason, the investigators had to go out and find, they find Bigfoot out there. I love this. And then, watch it. Next thing you know, Bigfoot's in court and
2: they have <laughs> <He's> to defend <laughs> Bigfoot against... They got, they got him in a cage. He's like, just sitting there <laughs> like, what? I pulled a guy's arm off. Big deal.
1: So Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bigfoot smash. It's like Mr. Peeper's on SNL. He's eating an apple and throwing it at him.
1: <laughs> well, the next question, Pat, somebody named Sarah Rogers wants to know, what's the craziest thing you've ever done, Pat? Oh, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say it has to do with a uh, rope and rappelling in <laughs> Arkansas on our on our Dogman expedition.
2: Is that the craziest?
1: Pat fell down a mountain. I, I know. Mean. He did fall down a mountain. <laughs> I'd put it up there with that.
0: I'm I'm pretty boring when when it comes to that kind of stuff. Eddie's got so many crazy stories that you know. Oh, it's it's hard to come up with something uh, crazy. What would it be?
2: But in your life, crazy. You've had some crazy stuff.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) Well, while you mull that over, Justin. How do you say Justin G? Justin G. Uh, Gilme. Gilme. Okay. Wants to know. Who would give a better hug, uh, Bigfoot or Dogman? Ooh. That's
0: another softball too. It's got to be Bigfoot, right? Yeah, yeah. Dogman would like chew on your neck or yeah, something. Yeah, tear you in half. <laughs> he'd go for the jugular. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bigfoot, you got those big furry cuddly arms. He's a gentle giant. Big big at hands. Yeah, he wants, he wants peace. It's got to be
1: Bigfoot. Yeah, got to be.
2: Dogman doesn't stop at hugs. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He'll snap your spine in half, and exactly then, yeah. your
2: insides are going to be on. The outside, is
1: it is this a real name? Sparky Flintbuckle, <laughs> <laughs> Sparky Flintbuckle so, <laughs> is a friend of Pat. I think he's a gnome that's from a Lord fake of the Okay, yeah, <laughs> Sparky, thanks for writing in. And he, his what, what that person wrote, explain the legend of BG say? Is that Boggy Creek? Yeah, that's
0: correct, BG Say. Okay. So, so BG stands for big guy, okay, which back back in the back when I was a teenager, that's what. My brothers and and uh, some of our friends would call me. That was kind of my nickname. For whatever reason, uh, one of my friends called me at one time, and it just kind of stuck. And so from then on, I was known as Big Guy. Okay. And Ose comes from a brand of hot dogs. So we would like we'd get together and play wiffle ball and stuff like that. And afterwards, we'd go have like a little cookout and we'd have these Ose weenies, right? So that's where the BGO say. So BGO say is actually my pen name. I used to write into, uh, letters from the grandstand in the Omaha World Herald. And I'd talk about, usually it was Nebraska football type stuff. And I'd put in my two cents and they'd get published in the paper. You know, it was just like one of those send in a letter to the World Herald and your thing would get published. So, you know, it was a little thing I did for, for a while.
1: There's so much we don't know about Pat. (laughs) See? We've been calling him Pat all these years. We've been calling him by the wrong name. Call me big guy. Man.
0: As as far as the craziest thing I I ever... I I don't know if it'd be crazy or not. But but back about the same time, my friends and I, uh, we would would go into, like, at night, we'd drive around town in some of the rougher neighborhoods in in the city and uh, just... Just go for drives. <laughs> uh, there was one time we actually got out of the car and we went to there was like a gravesite for Ooh. Malcolm X. Oh yeah, who was originally from Omaha, and we went and visited the gravesite of Malcolm X. But you know, kind of for for a bunch of kids in <laughs> who who didn't know any better, uh, you know, from a pretty middle class neighborhood going into these rougher parts of town, I guess that was probably one of some of the crazier things. This we is do. crazy. We're at Malcolm X like, grave. We so. obviously you know we we didn't belong there and uh,
1: enter at your own risk, enter at your
0: own risk kind of neighborhood. So, uh, yeah, I guess that'd probably be.
1: Glad you lived to tell about it. Yeah, I lived to tell about it, yeah. And then last but not least, Ryan Stapp wrote in saying, uh, wanting to know, what's your favorite breakfast cereal? Which, interestingly enough, we already asked you that earlier in the episode.
0: Yeah, right now it's uh, probably uh, Frosted Mini Wheats has always kind of been my uh, my go-to lately. It's got
1: the frosting, a little bit
2: of fun in Healthy there. choice,
0: Pat. I, 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 I do like the ones with the marshmallows, though. you Both got ones. your Count Chocula, <laughs> your Boo Berry, your Frankenberry, your uh, Lucky Charms. I, I do like the little crunchy marshmallows.
1: Yeah. Well, now we know Pat just a little bit better, and he's an onion. There's some, I mean, there's so many layers to this big guy. The more you <laughs> peel back, the more interesting it becomes. You're You're like, oh, man.
0: Now, I put on more layers during COVID, too.
2: <laughs>
1: well, he might be a bigger onion, but there's more to hug. <laughs> there's more to hug. It's more for dog men to, to eat. Yeah. Um, Anyway, thanks for that. And without further ado, we'll, we'll segue into the main mystery. But thanks for everybody who writes into our social media and asking questions. And we'll encourage you to keep doing so on your uh, social media platform of choice because you might just get mentioned on the show. But here we go with the uh, main mystery. All right. Mm-hmm.
3: And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs>
1: Welcome, everybody, to The Main Mystery, and this is actually part two, if you recall. Part two. And if you remember last episode, we, we had the privilege of having my aunt, Terry Myers, on the show to discuss numerology, kind of break down the, the numbers of what makes us tick and, and on a cosmic level, how we all fit into this jigsaw puzzle of life. And here we are back for our second installment, so Terry's going to... Uh, take on numerology from a slightly different angle if you will right terry
3: right right last time we talked about um life path but just to back up a little bit about numerology itself um everything has a vibration you know that when you're hunting ghosts you know even the ghosts different have have different vibrations for well our friend pythagoras who is a or who was a mathematician and philosopher. Um, back 2,500 years ago figured out that numbers have a vibration and their own characteristics, their own um, qualities. And then he came up with a a system where you can figure out what each number, how they're in combination with each other and letting you know what you came here to do in a particular lifetime. And last time we talked about how Andy has a life path of um, an 11, so he actually vibrates on two different levels when he's at work, he's on that 11, that illumination level, um, inspirational teacher, and then when he goes home, he's a, a, um, a dad, and so what he wants to do is um, to have that one-on-one connection. When we incarnate, we also figure out that, what can I do to set myself up for success? And that's all contained in your, uh, your name. Each letter has a number associated with it, and A is a 1, B has a vibration of a 2, on up to an I, which is a 9, and then you start over again, a J is a 1. So every letter has its own um, code, its own number code. So I've taken Andy's name at birth. Do you know how you got your name?
1: I, I don't. Is there is there? I, I think my mom told me she knew my older brother David. He was always going to be a David. But is there a, is there more to the Andrew story?
3: You know I don't know. I don't know.
1: You know I, I asked her once because um, you know my I have a sister named Elizabeth. She was always going to be Elizabeth. My mom knew she wanted a daughter named Elizabeth. It's a family name. And uh, David was always going to be a David. And I asked my mom, I said, if, if you didn't name me Andrew, what, what were some of the other choices in the mix? And she's, she thought for a minute, and she said, oh, I think we discussed Paul. And my brother caught wind of this, and he called me Paul for an entire year after that. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, So it's my alias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But now, and there's a difference. It, it kind of affects the numbers a little bit, the, the name that you were given, which in my case is Andrew Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. But I go by Andy, right? right? So there's right. that there's something to that as well, like what you go by versus your given name, right?
3: Right, right. There's a, a different energy that's held with uh, the name that you go, Eddie, or, and that's your. It's from Edgar, which is your middle name. We'll yeah. get around to you, or, but yes, it's a, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little different. But, um, and different numerologists will look at things a little differently depending on who you're um, researching. And believe me, I researched several different numerologists, and what I like about um, the my method. Is that which I didn't invent, but I adopted the one that said your your name on your birth certificate mm-hmm. because that doesn't change. Right. The right. energy on that will never change. You can get married, however, oh, except you guys don't change your name. But you, I've been married three times, and so each time I got a different name, it carried a little different um, a little different vibration there. But mm-hmm. your your name on your birth certificate never changes. True. So for you, when I added up all your uh, letters together, and you add them all together and you end up with one number that, again, you would reduce down. Um, and then you end up with the last number, which are your talents and abilities that you came to help you along your path. And for you, Andy, it's a, it's a seven. It's um, that, that blend of understanding, analysis, and especially when it comes to intuition and spiritual things you were yeah. you were born to have those um those abilities to help you on your illumination path so if you want to look at yeah. some of the abilities and the positive attitudes is what they're called
1: when, when you say illumination uh, the other night i was watching uh, minions with hmm. sky yeah mm-hmm. Um, or no, it was a, technically it was Despicable Me. Yeah, you know at the beginning where the minions come on and they're like illumination. Yeah, that's what I think of. When <laughs> yeah, I <hear> that <laughs> yeah. so i have a seven-year-old daughter, it'll scramble your brain just just a wee, just yeah. a wee bit. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, but it wouldn't change it for anything. Uh, so under uh, abilities, uh, it says that I'm supposed to have a good mind, good intuition, uh, capable of analyzing, judging, discriminating. Uh, search a person with a number seven. Would uh, search for wisdom or hidden truths. Often becomes authority on subjects that interest him, uh, technical, scientific, religious, or occult. Ooh, yeah. There you yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> go. Electric guitar. Uh, <laughs> electric guitar. <laughs> uh, potential to be educator, philosopher, or researcher. In a roundabout way, I guess I am an educator. I, I teach a lot of classes on past lives, guardian angels, sure. and whatnot. Uh, spiritual awareness uh, may be involved in psychic explorations. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, operates on different wavelength, which may give unique approaches and solutions to problems. It also may t- may make it difficult for others to know the person well. There might be something to that. You're yeah, an enigma, I, Andy. Well, it's wrapped in a conundrum. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I don't know. I, I I tend to be pretty pretty open. You know, with, with people, but uh, I suppose there's always thing, parts of me that I don't share with people as well. Should I do the positive attributes sure. as well? Sure, Should I just read the negative ones? <laughs> <laughs> Not very adaptable. <laughs> this this guy's
2: awful. <laughs> you suck. Don't lend him money. <laughs> uh,
1: positive attributes, uh, perfectionist. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can... In some ways I'm not, like, you know, I don't, I don't care if the house gets a, a little messy from time to time, but when it comes to my work, I am very much a perfectionist, sure. like, you know, everything work-wise, I, I like to have it done the way it needs to be done. Uh, very logical, rational approach. Um, approach shows little emotion, too much emotion, if, if noted in other numbers, may cause difficulty. Uh, says, also says willingness to work, uh, to understand deep, difficult subjects. To search for hidden fundamentals. Yeah, I guess the, um, you know, the occult, psychic, spiritual—that those are deep, difficult subjects. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you fully explain right. uh, the unexplained? Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And it, it also says potential to be peaceful and poised. You uh, usually achieved only at maturity. Um, so does that does that mean I can be, I can achieve peace and? in everything, but I, I need to like reach my full potential first. Or
3: not in your case, because another number indicates your your life path says that you want that one-on-one connection with people. You have a life path number two, harmony, easygoing relationships are uh, you know are what that's all about. And so you've been peaceful and poised since you were born. Mm.
1: Looking at some of the uh, some of the other things uh, that, that are listed, um, and again, some of the negative attributes aren't necessarily. Manifested, but those are some of the things that could potentially go wrong if a person goes a little bit off track with their number seven.
3: Well, and, and it's one of those things, sometimes things apply to you and sometimes not, and it's one of those things, maybe under stress, mm-hmm. you'd be slipping into that um, that negative attitude. Um, I don't know about this. I usually prefers to work alone. What do you think about that?
1: You know, I, I guess I could be guilty of that yeah i mean a lot of the work that i do behind the scenes to to operate my business it is alone you know whether it's writing or or editing some of my writing or, um, you know, working on social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it usually is just me in my home office. Um, I'd like to think I work well with others because I like the synergy and, and energy and the teamwork that goes along with Paranormal Dads projects as well. But, yeah, when it comes to my to my business as a life coach and psychic medium, it usually is kind of a solitary endeavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. It serves you on your on your path as well.
1: Well, the way that I look at it is, if I'm my only employee, and if I if I have disagreements with coworkers, and I got some mental health issues going on, if <laughs> oh, <you're laughs> I don't get along with myself, we got we got some some problems.
3: So, do you have any questions about your?
1: No, not not that I can think of. It's it's kind of fascinating to see how it uh to see how it all breaks down there. And again, is the uh, the numbers I would assume equally distributed over the the spectrum. Right, so right. Yeah. Well,
3: and, and the thing is, too, the longer the name, you know, the more um, combinations you can work with as well, the sure. more attributes. But, but really, as we had talked about on the last episode, you, um, you choose the date of your birth. You know, you and your parents, you all got together and said, okay, you know, when and how and whatever. Um, and even if, I, I get asked this often, they say, well, I came early. I was born early and so would that have affected my life path No you there's were no all early there's no early. You were born when you were um, when you were expected to be born and that was to get the life path that you chose to get. Same thing with the name. I, I had somebody in one of my um, one of my small groups and she um, clearly was Irish. Their, her heritage was Irish and mm-hmm. she said, you know, um, my my sister's name it, and it was an Irish name like Mary Margaret, and another one you know it was like Shannon. And she said she came along, and what did they name her? Juanita. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Juanita.
2: That's
1: <a> bit different <laughs>
2: for the one of those traditional Irish story. names. <laughs> yeah,
1: traditional
3: traditional. <laughs> traditional. <laughs> She said, "Well, what's up with that?" And I said, "Well, if you look at the numbers or the the um, you know the letters and the numbers associated, you had what you needed." to have right. in order to support what you needed to do mm-hmm. hmm. so for her so eddie oh <laughs>
2: let's get to eddie
3: eddie is the same yeah
2: seven you that was easy yeah, seven <laughs> finished <laughs>
3: so when andy was talking about the attributes did mm-hmm. any of that seem to fit you as well
2: oh totally i mean that's where i think like he and i were able to kind of see eye to eye on some of the stuff even when we like when I came to him as a client, you know, I had hit a point in my life where I was really kind of ready to kind of take those steps, I think, into that, you know, other world, frankly. And I had always kind of lived in that space, you know, uh, just the kind of life I had. But um, like I said, for fun, anyone out there, it's, it's my own choice. It's not, it's not an offense to anyone else, but I was raised Mormon, and I chose not to continue with that when I was about 19, 18, 19 years old. And, uh, but how it's had kind of this like other feeling or sense for the spiritual and things like that. So it always fascinated me. Just, just always felt like I had one foot in that world a little bit. And mm-hmm. so uh, I could almost like read a room pretty well, like people. And I'm also, also the oldest of 11 kids, so there's that too. But it's like um, you get some of these things. Yeah, they jump out to me totally, you know, like pretty much all of it, really. Uh, even some of the negative, which I think it's funny because I saw the vowels. Um, of the name seem mm-hmm. to kind of inform some right. of the stuff too. Mm-hmm. It, it looked like mm-hmm. so, well, yeah. the
3: the vowels themselves. When you add all those together, it's what what's called your soul urge. It's what motivates you. What drives you forward. Cool. Yeah. So
1: I think mine is pizza. That's my <laughs> soul urge. <laughs> the soul urge. That's yeah. that's all soul I urge. want. The, yeah, <laughs> give me some za, and I'm happy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you said there was something about the name that we're given versus the name, like say, so Andy's you know, Andrew, Michael, and I'm David, Edgar. Uh-huh. Um, but like, what does like, does anything happen with the shortening of the name? Like, what does that does that entail? Anything, or is that just something that was snazzy that, they, that you know people decided to call you when you were young?
3: Well, you know, I. That's a really good question. I have never been asked that before. I think you probably were always meant to be called Andy, though. I mean, they named you Andrew, Andrew, but yeah. from the very beginning, you were Andy.
1: You know, I, I, I don't know. I think Andrew's. A, I, I've met some people named Andrew, and mm-hmm. they're definitely an Andrew. Mm-hmm. But I've never met an Andy that's like overly serious or intimidating. Like it's every Andy that I've met, they're pretty. They're, they're pretty approachable. Um, you know, kind of down-to-earth, almost like childlike qualities to mm-hmm. him. So, yeah, I, I don't think I'm serious enough to be called an Andrew, unless I'm in trouble in my youth. Then I became an Andrew really quickly. Mm-hmm. Andrew yeah. Michael.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Andy's not a name
0: you usually hear in a biker bar or anything. Not, not so much. Not, right? Not that no. I go no, there quite, quite often. But <laughs> not, uh,
1: not really. Not <laughs> in biker, bar biker, biker bar days. Here's Bert, Bert and Bob, and here's Doug, Yeah, you know. Yeah. here's Zeke, J-W. Zeke.
2: I, I never not even in anger my name is so funny my parents named me this name right but with no intention of ever using it in full ever not even in anger ever not ever
1: not once was like, <laughs> didn't you, you say I, every firstborn son is named David yeah
2: my family had this weird tradition where every firstborn son was named David and so up until me, because I'm a, I'm a, I like to break trends, <laughs> uh, every firstborn son was named David. So like my great-grandfather, and I don't know how far back, but I was told I was the seventh, like one. Mm-hmm. But there was David something or other, Fossler. Then there was David Joseph Fossler. Then there was David Earl Fossler. And my dad, David Lee Fossler. And then there's me, David Edgar. And so they would flip-flop who, what they called him. So, like, my granddad, his dad was David. He was called Earl. My dad is David. I'm Edgar. And they're not going to call this little kid in 1970. (laughs) And so it's like they wanted to name me this notion, got to name him after somebody. Cool, whatever. And so I was named after my mom's father, Edgar. Edgar Ray, because I'm from the south. (laughs) Edgar Ray Parrish. But, um, yeah, so, like, called me uh, Eddie. With no intention of ever using the full name, ever. Interesting. Not even in, not not even in anger. Which... and you are an Eddie.
1: You're an Eddie.
2: He's yeah, an Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what. The, yeah, <laughs> whatever an Eddie is, I'm that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and, and some of the um, the energy is is the same between David and Eddie because in David you have two D's, which are that stability, that's pre- that precision, that that wanting to be organized. And then Eddie has the two Ds mm. as well, and so you you brought that forward. Now David will have the the V, which is also carrying that, you know, persnickety kind of you want things the way you want them. But uh, I
0: do.
3: <laughs> <laughs> deep inside,
0: now so. when you're looking at these numbers, zero is. Doesn't count, right? You zero. don't use zero. Zero so it's, doesn't. It's just one through nine.
3: It's one through nine, and then our master numbers, which are eleven, which Andy has in his life path, and then you have a twenty-two in your your birthday. day, mm-hmm. um, and so the, those carry extra energy. But a zero will count when it's at the end of something like you were thirty. Uh, you were thirty. Right. And so so the fact that he has that three which is joy the living the joy self-expression and then with the zero behind it it's like it's it's unlimited it, it the potential is is huge and that's what numerology is all about is potential you came in here with the potential to live the life and learn the lessons mm-hmm. and in your case it's that self-expression and so for you eddie um if you weren't living a life where you could create, you wouldn't be happy. Mm-hmm. You just wouldn't be happy, right? And especially when you look at it's a three. So you could either be a zero, could be unlimited, it can also be nothing at all, mm-hmm. if that's what you're choosing to do.
2: I, I feel like an all or nothing kind of, <laughs> <laughs> as it does, it's either going to be this or it's not. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how, mm-hmm. with like leave my own personal feelings on things, I'm either going to mm-hmm. go after this the way I should or I shouldn't or I, I won't mm-hmm. you know
3: yeah but it's potential as we talked about and anytime you you've planned out a particular life path you've you and your parents all decided what your, your name was going to be before you before you were born but it, you could set all that aside and and go off in a di- different direction with free will so oh. you always have that option now, if you don't learn your lessons in this one, you're going to have to stay after school and come back <laughs> the next time. Repeating it again, <laughs> man. I'd like to hope I
2: volunteer to do this again. Knowing <laughs>
1: Eddie's go. a glutton for punishment, you'll you'll come back. No, I'd be back <laughs> more, Arnold.
3: <laughs> so, do you have any questions about your numbers, um, then, Eddie? I,
2: I don't. I think it's funny. I think it's not surprising that Andy and I have a similarity there um at all frankly and i do no, i don't really i'm just kind of
3: excited so we move on to pat then Uh-oh. Uh-oh. and pat do you, do you know how you got your name
0: i i was part irish and and so it's it's a nod to saint patrick i'm sure uh, my parents are born or were married in saint patrick's church so uh that's you know Possibly one of the re- reasons they named me that.
1: Mm-hmm. Didn't you get uh, special treatment like in school growing up? Like on St. Patrick's Day, I all did. the Patricks in school got. I pizza? did. We had a.
0: I, I actually uh, grew up in a, a Catholic school, and uh, our priest uh, his his first name was Edward, which uh, well, it wasn't so much his first name. His his last name was O'Donnell. He's he was very Irish, and um, so he, on St. Patrick's Day he would treat. Anybody named Patrick, uh, you know, anybody in the school named Patrick to a pizza party. That's (laughs) such a 70s movie. All the non -Patrick (laughs)
1: Patrick kids are like, yeah. It wouldn't fly nowadays.
2: So
0: we, we'd go to the library and we'd have a pizza party. Me and all the you know five or six other Patricks in the school,
2: just, just with your secret Patrick handshakes,
0: <laughs> the secret, <laughs> se- secret Patrick Society, and and uh, you know we'd have our decoder pins and
2: oh, the SPS. <laughs> and then there's Andy and Eddie outside the library, with their faces mashed against the glass, like oh man, man. So yeah, it,
0: it, it has its perks. <laughs>
2: All Good you non-Patricks, a- get the hose. <laughs>
3: <laughs> go,
2: go eat your gruel. Go eat, you, go eat your mush.
3: <laughs> so when you add together all the the numbers associated with your name, you end up with a nine, which is selflessness and humanitarianism. <laughs> please a lot.
0: That's our pat. That's our pat. Right there, in in nutshell. nutshell.
3: So if you look at the abilities and the positive attitudes with that, what do you see there that might be...
0: Let's see. That's going to be... So abilities, uh, humanistic interest and approach, philanthropic, likes to help others, sensitive to others' needs, much feelings and compassion, works well with people, potential for inspiring others, maybe teacher, religious leader, counselor, Creative ability, imagination, and artistic a talent of the highest order, often latent. That's so do
3: you use that in your occupation? Do you do that at your job?
0: Um, yeah, I, I think I definitely work well with other people. Um, you know, I've always been very much a team player, and people have told me I'm I'm a good teammate to have. Maybe teacher, you know, I do train uh, a fair amount in my job, you know, to to people who uh, are newer to the team that type of thing so creative i've always been kind of the creative type i started off in uh, the television industry which involves a lot of creativity and that type of thing so uh, yeah
1: sums They're up pat, pat. <laughs>
2: i just know that you know from firsthand experience when we've brought pat when we've all gone on different expeditions and whatnot like between this Creative and organized and all the structure type things, it's been a great combination, you know, to have. Like where, you know, I remember in the Bigfoot hunt at one point, the first one, Pat was, uh, we were like doing something. And I remember I was like, oh, man, we need this thing or audio recorder. And Pat's like pulled it out, of the <laughs> <laughs> and, like, handed it to me. And I was like, thanks. Uh, it was just, yeah, it's just great. Like the, the And that willingness to just dive right in. I and mean, you've always been that way. I mean. You know, I fell off my roof years ago, like destroyed my arm. It was it was bad comedy. I looked at it. It was in the shape of an S. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> That's not an arm shape. <laughs> and then uh, Pat, ever since then, I had a kind of a, a little bit of a thing about climbing ladders. Like, eh. And then Pat's like, you know, shows up at my house. Like, let's get these
1: gutters clean, buddy. Let's and clean them. Just,
2: It's just, uh, yeah, he's a good, he's a great guy in that sense. Just really like doesn't even, don't even wait for someone to ask him to help. He's there. Didn't
1: he help you install a toilet too? Oh yeah, oh yeah, two
0: done that, (laughs) two, (laughs) like Mario and Luigi,
1: old pro
2: plumbers over here. Complete with plumber's crack as well. Like <laughs> yeah, We both yeah. just bring the full experience to the That's whole That's right.
0: Thing. You know, you got to do a job, you got to do it right. Do it
2: right. And uh, But, yeah, Pat's like, Pat's your man. man. Like, like, he's a great friend to have for sure. Yeah. Selfless. 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 Absolutely selfless.
3: Living living your your uh, name. Selfless
1: way way to make all Terrorism. Patrick's proud, man. You're really representing <laughs> the Patrick's. You're doing good That's there. That's right. They're all eating pizza up in heaven. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> well, he's one of us. <laughs> one of us. One, one of, of us. us. <laughs> oh. so, well, he- you know, in terms of other people who are interested in numerology or wanting to get their, their numbers read and, and want to, you know, to kind of dive into that, um, Terry does offer one on one consultations, group sessions, which which are a lot of fun to round up some of your friends and family and, and sit around. And, you know, because it's helpful when you know the people that you're with, and you can kind of help verify and validate some of the things that are hitting home. But if anyone's interested in talking with you more about their own chart, uh, where where can they reach you, Terry?
3: Well, my website is dreamweavers.community, they can find out a little bit more about contact me through my website, and we'll set something up. Awesome.
1: Nice. Well, I think this puts a bow on a really cool episode, so hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Uh, thanks to everybody at freesound.org for... Contributing uh, sound effects and and music to this. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can contact us, paranormaldads at gmail.com. Also,
2: if you want to order any T-shirts or hats, paranormal dads type stuff, I'm wearing one right now myself. It's very snazzy and cool. Um, let us know via any of those um, social media platforms. Probably Facebook would be the easiest one, or our Gmail uh, account, and uh, we can get one ordered for you. Just ask about pricing and sizing and all that stuff, and we'll get you squared away.
1: If you want the hat off Eddie's head with sweat and <laughs> and, and and smell included, you know we could. Yeah, we can mark that one for you. you grow your own Eddie out of this hat. There is a <laughs>
0: slight markup on
2: that one, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: A all the all the trauma soaked, in, <laughs> soaked into it. Hey, Paranormal Dads is also now available on YouTube as well. So you can look us up on YouTube. Uh, we're kind of starting with the older episodes and working our way up. Probably uh, a little over half of our episodes are up there now. So uh, if YouTube is an easy way for you to listen to your podcasts, you can find us there.
1: All right. Well, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, and thanks so much for our special guest, Terry. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks Thank for you, inviting me. All Thank you so much. See you next episode, everybody. Bye.
0: Bye. And, you know, the yellow vest, and he's digging a hole in my yard. It was like right on the border of my yard and my neighbor's yard. He's looking for property corners. Is that what he's doing?
2: He's looking for property corners.
0: (laughs) Which technically, and this
2: is where it gets dicey, because people look up my yard. It is your yard. Totally your yard. He's uh, he's absolutely legally allowed to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You, know, you know, someone's come out with a shotgun. That, that, at one point that's ca- yeah, yeah, got shot, shot at whatever. Time. I got shot at. one
2: Unless night. there's buried I'm treasure, you, I'm not so worried about it. I was out in Florida, and this guy comes out with a blunderbuss, and I'm not just making this up. I'm not making this up. Terry, did I pick a weird life? Because I'm telling you, I'm outside, and I'm sitting there. I'm all of nineteen. I'm all like, "Gosh darn it, I hope I make something myself." And then this guy, and this guy shows outside, straight up with a big white beard, looks like he's sing. Uh, for Alabama <laughs> He's got a big old beard And he comes out And he's like What are you doing God dang it I'm censored for the kids And he has a blunderbuss And he's got like A chair leg Sticking out of it And he's like Pointing to at not it like A pirate gun Yeah it's A blunderbuss Is a real gun Pat's the historian He knows You can shove Anything in it the whole point of a blunderbuss is you can just jam whatever you want. You got marbles, awesome. You got Grandpa's teeth. <laughs> you got Monopoly pieces, good. You stuff it all in and you just pull the trigger and it just shoots it out whatever shoots you have. You
0: don't need ammo. It's the world <laughs> is your You're forget the salt gun. You just just whatever handy. Yeah, the blunderbuss is like the.
2: It's like it's the
0: Weapon of choice
2: for the hillbilly and mountain man enthusiast, but this guy had a legitimate blunderbuss. Comes out, he, it looks like a, it looks like a tuba with a trigger on it, and it's got legitimately like just stuff sticking out of it. And I'm like, dude, is that Castle Grayskull? <laughs> <laughs> E-Man figures sticking out? God no, dang it! And he was like going to literally shoot at us. What'd you say? So he didn't shoot at us, but I had a I had a blunderbuss pointed at me that had like a you know a, 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 a Cuisinart sticking out of it. <laughs> Man, oh, What he said? Like, get off my land.
0: <laughs> get off my yard, man. And it's
2: like, well, you at that point, you don't want to get shot. I don't want a chest full of Ginsu knives. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just stepped step back into the road, and we were like, hey, man, this is what we're doing. Da, 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 and... More often than not, if you explain to the people, they're pretty cool. But this guy was, we had, we had to call him police and all that. So we, <laughs> didn't, we didn't get, you know, we didn't get got.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but it was, yeah, so they were just looking for property corners. Yeah. Probably because they're going to do some surveying and figure out something. And
0: they're probably working 168th Street. Yeah. No. You now no, Pat needs to get a blunderbuss now.
2: <laughs> blunderbuss, grow your beard out.
0: No, stuck I mean, there. After, after the whole pandemic thing, it's just like, whatever, you know, I, yeah. You You want to dig up my yard? Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs>